I think we could listen to Pastor McKenzie the whole Bible. Just read it all. Thank you, Pastor. Would you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today we give thanks for the generations of saints who have gone before us, the saints sitting next to us, and the host of saints who will come after us. In my mind, there are two types of saints. One, saints with a capital S, and two, saints with a lowercase s. The lowercase s saint is the person who loves God and is faithful to the task of serving God's work in the world. I've noticed lowercase s saints are usually people who do the heavy lifting at church behind the scenes and seldom seek recognition. Lowercase s saints are rarely called to the jobs of apostle or martyr, and I have not known one to want that job. As Protestants, we don't worship capital S saints. Luther and Calvin kind of put the kibosh on that during the Reformation. When we think capital S saints, we might think of those who were torn apart by lions in the Colosseum or were human torches to light Nero's gardens or were put, put on the rack for confessing Jesus as Lord, or who gave away all their possessions and lived a life of poverty like Francis of Assisi. Those folks were no doubt saints with a capital S. Theirs was a heavy mantle of a call to bear. And again, I don't know anyone who has said, sign me up. The Bible is filled with call stories of both small s and capital S saints. Among the headliners on the marquees are Abraham and Sarah, their call to be parents of a new nation, or Moses' call to lead out the people of Israel to deliver them out of Egypt, or the prophets who called the people to come back to themselves and be the people God set them apart to be. Or Ruth's call to follow her mother-in-law, Naomi, into a foreign land. Or perhaps the mother of all calls, Mary's, to birth the Son of God. There was also Peter who gave his life to preach the good news of Jesus and Paul's dramatic call to bring the good news of Jesus to the Gentiles. All these st call stories stand among the great cloud of unforgettable capital S saints. But the vast majority of call stories in the scriptures were to understated, unsuspecting, 
ordinary people who'd been faithful in the everyday actions of their lives. Most of God's servants played bit parts in the great drama of salvation. Christ's call is not limited to a particular type of person. God chose and still chooses adults and children, poor and rich, insiders and outsiders, political and religious, the outcast and the acceptable, devout and shady, Jew and Gentile, slave and free, gay and straight, male and female and trans. As writer Anne Lamott put it in her book, Grace Eventually, with the humor she is well loved for, the people look as ordinary as an old alcoholic or a serial killer. They might look like a spiritual guru, like Siddhartha, but odds were they resembled your bipolar cousin Ruth or Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Also, they could be extremely annoying. Jesus has to be resourceful. We're who he has to work with. We're who he has. And he has to be resourceful and creative. And God is free to call up any one of us in an unexpected time. And the manner by which each person received and receives a call is uniquely their own. God's voice spoke to those in the scriptures through dreams and visions and angels, angels singing in the heavens, sitting on rocks in the guise of a stranger, burning bushes, whispers in the wind and stillness or in the storm and the earthquake. Calls came from the voice of a child, an elderly prophetess, or out of the mouth of a donkey. God's creativity knows no bounds. Over the nearly 120 years of Montview's history, we could write a collection of unique call stories of our own people. Their calls and gifts to the church would be as important as all the calls of the saints throughout the ages. From our story in Acts today, Ananias was not an obvious person to play such an important role in the drama of God's work in the world. But Ananias had practiced his faith. He was a man of love and compassion. And Ananias appears only in this chapter in the whole of New Testament. He played a bit part but his was an essential role to make way for the principal actor, Paul, to hit the stage. We know Saul was a devout Jew, a Pharisee, which meant he took his piety and his purity very seriously. And if we overlook the fact that he was described by, described by the gospel writer as one who was, quote, breathing threats of murder and a persecutor or enemy of the early Jesus believers, ravaging the church, entering house after house, dragging off men and women and committed them to prison. If we overlook all that, 
Saul was a scrupulous guy. (laughs) At least he thought so. Charles Kimball in his book, When Religion Becomes Evil, points out, when one's religion contains absolute truths that do not allow for any other interpretation, or when religion loses love and compassion at its center, it becomes a dangerous religion. Then all sorts of destructive behavior can be justified in the name of God. But Saul, like so many are, was blinded by his own zealous, misguided version of religion, and he was mixed with anger and hatred. Unlike Ananias, love and compassion were not at the center of Saul's religion. So on his way to Damascus to arrest the followers of Jesus, it was actually Saul who was arrested by Jesus with a blinding light, an unforgettable voice. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me, Jesus said. Everything changed for Saul after that, including his name and vocation. Paul's Damascus Road experience has come to signify a person's transformative moment or pivot in their life. When one comes face to face with the pain of the searing love of Christ and is invited to follow or charged to follow, the wise option is to yield one's life. Ananias' call is less dramatic than Paul's, but he too experiences Jesus in a vision, and they converse about this job that Jesus calls him to. At first, Ananias' response was great resistance. There are echoes of the prophet Jonah in Ananias' words. Lord, with all due respect, I've heard about this angry zealot, Paul, Saul. Perhaps you haven't. He's the one set out to kill your people. A mistake, perchance, on your part, I'd honestly rather not go. And God says, go. I've taken care of everything. Saul knows you're coming, and you'll be okay. And from now on, Saul's on our team, and I guarantee it won't be easy for him. With all he knew to be true about Saul and his profound trust in Jesus, Ananias packed up his courage and went to the house where Paul was. And Ananias extended his healing hand in the name of Jesus. And when he touched him, it was as if Saul's blindness literally fell off his eyes. And Ananias shared his food with him, which might sound like an ordinary act, but in fact, to offer one's enemy your bread of peace and cup of life is an act of sharing the good news. A small s saint is one who takes all they have even if it's only a bit of courage and a bit of food and a bit of compassion and offers all the bits to the glory of God. A small s saint 
lives their life without the need for fame or success. A small s saint embodies authentic faithfulness in the small things. And most importantly, a small s saint understands love and compassion always trump one's belief system, politics, or ideology. 99.9% of us are assigned bit parts in God's drama of salvation. But bit parts and lowercase s saints incarnate Christ's love in the world, whether it's in the boardroom or classroom or the hospital room or the soccer field. My experience with small s saints is they are sweetly unaware that the light of God is shining brilliantly through them. The power of an encounter with the risen Christ is transformative. Paul was once lost and then found. He was blind and then he saw clearly. Through Christ, every saint can go from blind to seeing because the same Christ power continues to transform hearts and lives today. If we could allow ourselves to be captured by the power of that love, our hearts would be set on fire. We have witnessed the truth through the generations that saints who have their hearts on fire with love and compassion will change the world. So be it. <laughs>